Hey, how's it going? It's Tim Brown, and this is the Hook Better Leads podcast. And today I'm on with Dave Sullivan from The Rupert Show. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing great, Tim. How you been? I have been very good. We're talking about the top five mistakes contractors made in 2021. What is the what is the little bit about your background, though, so people can kind of get on board and get excited about this topic with us? Well, I've had a little experience. I've uh, been a roofing contractor out here in California for 30 years and uh, sold my business, retired, and yeah, got a little bored. So I wanted to do the podcast. I started doing on the, working on that, got 250 something episodes, and that got me into business coaching. So I'm working with a number of roofing contractors, helping them with their businesses. And it's just going along, going all, going along all great. And you know, one of the things I see with like a, a consultant, people that are doing this, like it's, um, you just see a lot of stuff. So you give, you're able to like spread the, the love. You're able to give context to uh, people that maybe, you know, there's a lot of roofers are in their first couple of years, first two, three years, and they could benefit from just learning from other people's mistakes. So we're going to do these top five mistakes people made in 2021. Uh, what's the first one here, Dave? You know, just real quick. I mean, you're right, you know, and I work with smaller uh, contractors just starting out. And so I see, see them making the same mistakes over and over again. And uh, while back, I wrote an article for my newsletter. Uh, actually, it was started off as uh, the 10 mistakes contractors made in 2021. And it just got larger and larger and larger. And so we're going to break it down. I just pulled out five. But they tend to make the same mistakes over and over. And I see it consistently, uh, particularly when they're starting out. And let's get into number one, which is really, they just have no strategic business plan. They don't know where they're going. They just got into business. And the next thing they know, they're wearing all these hats. They're just putting out fires all day. So they're not really headed in a certain direction. And... Um, they never really did have a plan. It's like, okay, I'm going to travel across the country and I know where I'm going to go. What's the fastest way to get me there? And that's why we always start at the end. Where is your destination? What do you want to do? What do you want your business to do for you? And people are at different points in their careers. Maybe they're just starting off and maybe their goal is just to make it through the first two years, which most contractors don't. Or maybe they're uh, later in life, it's 50 years old, and you're going to want to exit your business. Well, that takes a lot of planning to do. So it depends where they are, what their goals are, what their mean of success is for them. Then we can come back and build a roadmap to get them there. And that's really uh, starts with that is just building out a plan. And I've got a little quick download on my website and it's just uh, a one called the one page business plan simple step by step getting things organized uh, having a plan and something that's you're able to show your people people in your company this is the direction we're going see that mountain over there that's where we're heading i'm going to take you there i'm going to lead you there and they want to see that what's the difference between just a follow-up to that question Reverse engineering what you, because I think a lot of people look at these other roofers out here 
and they're copying everybody. And sometimes you're copying an experiment that didn't work. You know, like you could see direct, somebody doing a ton of direct mailers or something like that. And that was an experiment and they're trying something and maybe it didn't work for them. You know, basically it doesn't matter um, what it, what the item is, but how do you make sure you're reverse engineering winning things versus stuff that um, is just going to be a distraction, shiny object syndrome? <laughs> well, it's a big problem. <laughs> and that's why you have a written business plan. Yeah. So you've got a step-by-step -step to guide you along because that's what happens. The shiny objects, you know, they're very distracting. There's so many things going on. And if you don't know where you're going, I mean, as they say, any road will take you there. It doesn't matter. But what we want to do is have a clear path. And uh, again, some guys want to be the biggest guys in town. They want to be huge. They want to be big uh, volume business. And others, I've got a number of contractors that don't want that. They've got small kids. They want to be able to spend time with their family. And they're, they're, they're doing one and a half, two million dollars a year, just dialed in uh, low overhead, but they're able to spend, you know, plenty of time with their kids. And it, it just depends what the meaning of success is for you. And it's different for everybody, but you need to understand that. And that's the first thing that <laughs> I, I ask in my, uh, in my coaching is, what is it that you want to do? And everybody always starts off where I'm doing $2 million now. I want to do 5 million next year. Well, if they're not making money at 2 million, they're sure as hell not going to make money at 5 million. So we've got to be clear on that uh, end goal. All right. What's number two? Number two, they don't know what business they're in. And I see so many contractors, they're trying to be everything to everybody. They're doing, uh, you know, roofing, residential roofing. They're doing commercial roofing. They're doing gutters, siding. And they get in too many uh, different facets of the business. And in some of these, you know, you've got to break them down in profit centers and look at each, each of those individually. And generally what I see is they're doing four different services. Two of them are making money. Two of them, they're losing money. And it's a big time suck taking all their time. And this was this, uh, an experience that I had in my business where we were doing residential, we're doing commercial, we're bouncing back and forth. And as it turned out, when we really dug into the numbers, we were losing money in residential. We just weren't good at it. So we got away from that. We focused 100% on commercial re-roofing and things just took off. And from there, we were able to build out our service department. And we just focused on that. It was the same clients, same uh, marketing strategy. So it's really, you know, just kind of dialing down what it is that you do well. And, uh, you know, as I say, uh, riches are in the niches. And I'm a big believer in that. Be the best in that one thing that you do. Become known in your area as the expert whatever that's going to be. I'm, I'm the gutter guy. Okay. Well, I'm going to be the best gutter guy in this area and I'm going to dominate. And that's where the money's at in my experience. And it's crazy. You'll see, I mean, we've seen because we're a roofing focused marketing agency. Now we've seen people, other agencies referring us business. I believe it's probably the same 
if you can if you can niche down and you you actually say no to stuff if you actually right. say no to stuff it's crazy how much people will start sending you the one thing that you're doing really really well because they know you say no to that stuff and you can refer it out. You can, I've referred out so much business this past year to th people that are not contractors, you know, like, um, or clients that are not contractors. And I'm guessing like the same goes, like if you were the Cedar shake, you know, they're the best in the world, you know, the best in your area for that. I, I believe that you'd get a lot more referrals, um, for that one thing. Cause everyone knows that's the company that's so good at that. All right, let's go to number three. Yeah. Well, you see that all the time. You look yeah. at these websites, you go to the homepage and you're looking at them going, I don't even know what the hell these guys do because there's so many services. There's, it, it, it's, it's just not clear what your expert uh, expertise is in. So yeah. that's important. Uh, number three kind of falls into that is not understanding who your ideal customer is. Mm. Who is it that you want to work for and dial that down? You have to really understand who that is again not everything for everybody and when you do your your marketing and you know this is you need to know that to to mm. really laser focus your marketing yep. you know as opposed to spray and pray which is what most contractors do and they don't really understand that so they're out there you know uh, making proposals to uh, homeowners, that, for instance, that are never going to be able to afford your services. Yeah. You're just wasting your time. So really dial that down, pre-qualify the people that you're going to deal with, the people that you're going to see. That way you have the time to spend with the true buyers and make sure that you're answering their questions. You're walking them through the process step by step. Exactly. I see this sometimes instigated by marketing. I know that we always ask people these questions. Um, I'm glad that you guys that, or that you, uh, talk through this stuff with your customer, with your clients as well. Um, I think it's, it seems like a marketing thing a little bit, but it's really a sales thing. You know, if you know your ideal customer to the T it's this 38 year old woman named Susan, who's, you know, in her second marriage or something. I don't know if you have it down right. and you really speak to her, then it's going to bleed out to the other ones around it. But I see people making their, their ideal customer so big that it's not meaningful. They're, they're, they're 18 to 65, you know, and it's really bad. It's bad for your marketing. It is actually bad for your marketing because if you don't tighten it up, if you don't make it that 30, 40 to 50 year old, if you're not doing Facebook ads for 40 to 50 year olds, or, mm -hmm. you know, you're not really dead set on this. Like I know most people that are owning a home are 35 to 40, 55, you know, like if you don't tighten that up, if you don't really get it going, then you're wasting money on marketing. But the worst part is you're sending your sales guys out to unqualified people on average. And so it's, it feels like a marketing thing, but it's really a sales thing. You'll be surprised if you get dead set on this and tighten it more than feels comfortable. Marketing money will go farther and your salespeople will close a much higher ratio. Just try it. Try it for six months. Try tightening all your demographics up to painfully tight market. It, it still spreads. It goes out to these other people around the perimeter that would be good, good customers. But you're also like, you can really focus and, and those people feel resonance because they feel like they're being talked to, you know, like, cause if you're thinking about that 
once again, 40, let's say 46 year old Susan or whatever, and you're saying like, are your gutters just messy? You don't want to get up there on that. You know, like you can really talk to them when you have it clear. It's that one person that you're speaking to. What's that? Who's that one ideal person, that avatar that you're speaking to? Yeah. And then go out and find more like it. It'd be, how do we get a hundred more people just like yep. that one? And people are scared to do this. They're scared. Well, they're trying to do everything, you know, Hey, a lead's a lead, you know, just yep. uh, I'll go out and look at anything. Well, that's why everybody's so scattered, you know, I'm putting out fires all day. I'm just so busy. Yep. Nobody complains about how busy they are. No, they're just screwed up because they're not focused mm. on who you should be talking to. All right, let's get into number four. Number four, we talk about this all the time. It's the focus on that top line. It's all about sales. And everybody's looking to scale their business. I just need more leads. I need more sales. Generally, you don't. You just need more profit. And too many contractors that I work with, they're just not profitable. They're focused on that top line because I would rather work less, make more money. And, you know, that means if we focus down on who is our buyer, we start really dialing this down. We've got a business plan on who we're going after. We know how to find them. And we're, we're able to explain what makes us different. We're able to differentiate ourselves and we can be more profitable. And this is not a volume sensitive business. It's a margin sensitive business. We're selling roofing. It's a lot different than selling carpets or filling, you know, seats on airplanes. You know, this is, it's about the margin. And, you know, so if you can do, um, if you're running a 40% gross profit instead of a 25% gross profit, you focus on that profitability, you're going to make more money. And you're going to do less work, which is what it's all about. It's um, <laughs> most companies just aren't profitable or profitable to the point where they should be. And I'm a big believer first getting building out your foundation. What are you making, looking for? What's what's the number that if you hear it, you're like, okay, all right, these guys are on to something here when they're hitting that kind of profit margin. Well, the way I look at it, which is real simplistic, real average, is that say an individual uh, owner, um, two, three, four million dollar business, they should be making first, uh, you look at the salary that they're taking home, the compensation that the owners are taking, and that should generally be 10%. Okay. And then net profit you want to see that to be about 10%. Hmm. So if you're running a $4 million company, I mean, you should be making 400 grand. Yeah. Um, easily enough. I mean, you know, you're running a real business. You're seven done sometimes, man. Hey, well, yeah. you, you've, you know, you've got to be profitable. Yeah. You, have, you, you don't have a choice and contract, you know, Hey, are you, are you a profitable company? Oh yeah, I'm doing great. Well, the first thing is our salary. I want to see contractors taking a regular salary. Mm -hmm. And uh, that means that's an overhead item. That's an overhead expense that should be factored in. And that's consistent. 
And then after you've paid all your uh, expenses and your salary, I'd like to see a good at least 10% net profit. And that's profitable. And that's, if you're running a really good business, that's where you should be. And what I, I see is, you know, Oh yeah, you know I'm I, I'm I'm running ten percent business, ten percent profit. Well, what's your salary? Oh well, you know I just kind of take some money here and there. Where we have cash in the bank. That's not a business. So that's really um, where the profit should be. Mm-hmm. And by doing too much work, and this was our experience, uh, the two largest uh, volume years that we had. We made less money than we did <laughs> doing a couple million dollars less business. Hmm. So we really scaled back and focused on that ideal customer where we make our money and focused on profitability. Did less work. You got less screwing around. You don't need as many people because you're growing your business too fast and you're throwing B and C players out there and your margins start slipping. You have slippage in the jobs. They're not as profitable as they should be. So if you can take a step back, be in control of your business, you're going to make more money. Uh, What about number five here? Number five is that they just don't have processes. And what we mean, even just a simple checklist for everything that you do in your business. And take sales, for instance. You should have somebody calls in, Here's the script that are whoever's going to answer the phone. And you sure as hell better answer the phone, not to have a voicemail doing it. I'll tell you that. And that's that's the kiss of death, man. I mean, you know, if you answered your phone, you've eliminated 50% of your competition right there. It's unbelievable. That's real. That's real. Incredible. So you would want to know, uh, we call it a project discovery sheet. You pull out a sheet. You ask these questions and make sure that you're pre-qualifying these people to see if they fit in that ideal uh, prospect range. That's the first step. The next step is uh, in our sales process, we're going to confirm the appointment. We're going to send out a pre-meeting package that has information about our company. This is who's going to come out. Here's a little photo. Here's a dialogue, you know, a little uh, background on the estimator that's coming out to see your roof. Uh, Here's some background information about the business. Here's a number of referrals that we have. And you're getting that out before you even go out there, you're teeing that sale up and they know who you are and they're excited about coming out and seeing you. You bring them back to your website and so they can do the research there and you can focus on answering their questions. Instead of just, you know, as soon as you get there, you start blabbing, you know, about how great you are. Look at how, you know, this, the, we've got all these awards. This is who we are. We've been in business that long. They don't care. <laughs> you know, it, it, you're just flapping your gums, you know, watch your talk, listen ratio and mm-hmm. just shut up and ask questions and listen for the answers. But mm-hmm. they're always talking too much. And so then we go to the next step and the next step and the next step. And this is, you know, we follow this process for our sales all the way through to the point where we get asked, we get our, our five-star reviews. 
and we have that, we have one for a production. So how does that handoff work from sales to production? That's got to have a process step by step. Do you like to do written processes or do you like absolutely processes? How I've seen some people try to do some like video tutorial processes nowadays. I think that that can be sharp too. Right. And that's what we do. We start off with really just kind of brainstorming this. What, what's working for you? How do we improve this, you know, for the process that works for your business and your people? Once we get that down, we want to videotape every part of our business, which is, okay, here's our first step. The idea being that, you know, once we have our standard operating procedures, we've got a manual, people come and go. You can just plug in the next person that comes in, watch the videos. Here's the roadmap. Here's the process of how we do things. And we've got one all the way through. We've, we've got our sales process. Then we've got to do the job. So we've got our production process all the way to when we do the final, I call it the perfect 10 to make sure that everything is perfect. And then it's going to accounting, the scorekeepers. How does that all work? What's the process for all of that? What's their process? How do you get, how do you get the invoices out and how do you collect the money? You know, it's, it's a, a process and a standard operating procedure for every operation you have in your business. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if this applies to roofers, but I, I definitely like, I've started to have department heads own each um, set of processes. So they have to sign off on them every single year. So like as mm -hmm. time passes, they have to either refresh them at the end of the year or they have to uh, sign off that they're current um, sure. in our, in our system. I, I haven't done, we haven't done as many videos yet, but I, I want to get more into that over time. It makes it easier for training and just really clarifying what that process is. And it's just basically a checklist. This is how we do it every time. Yeah. I mean, you look at uh, airline pilots, for instance, they go through their checklist. They've done this a thousand times, but every time it's a step-by-step by, step by check, you know, check, 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 yeah. and we do it. And if you get out of that process, you miss a step or two, chances are you're not going to make that sale or you're going to lose money on that production end. So that's why we do it. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of thought and we tweak every step of the way, but that's how you build a profitable business. It's that foundation. Now, once we've got that, we can apply that. We can now grow our business, but you don't, <laughs> you don't grow your business to be profitable. You're profitable to grow your business mm -hmm. and without having profit to begin with, as I said, you know, if you're not making money at 2 million, you're sure as hell not going to make money at 5 million. You're going to lose money faster. So you've got to start off with that strong foundation. Hmm. That's good. We're all impatient, you know, young business owners. Yeah. Let's yeah. crack it into this. Impatience will get you into imp uh, lack of profit quick. <laughs> Hey, you know, business should be boring if you're doing it right. Hey. It's boring, okay? We're doing the same thing over and over again, but we're making money. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm greedy. I'm greedy. <laughs> I want I want profit. I want to have fun. 
I want, I mean, but what you're saying is the business can be boring and then you can make a culture and, and do fun things with your team and all that. It's almost, you can have more fun. That's not, it shouldn't be so interesting. The work shouldn't be so interesting because you should be doing things you already know how to do over and over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Hey, running a profitable business is a lot of fun. Yeah. And <laughs> you've got all kinds of choices that you can do. You can, you have time to spend either on hobbies or with your family. You're in control. You're not all stressed out. And that's the whole idea of being busy. I look at so many contractors. Ah, I'm just so busy. I'm working 12 hours a day. Okay. You're just inefficient. You're just screwed up. Get yeah. your act together, stay in control yeah. and run a solid business. And you do that with processes. All right. Give us the bonus. I know you got a bonus for us today. Bonus is pretty straightforward. I mean, contractors simply just don't charge enough money for their work, period. You know, <laughs> and they don't make enough money. They don't understand what their costs of doing business is. And they underestimate that. And they're, they're, they're competing on price rather than competing on what makes you different, your differentiators, what makes you better. And this whole process, uh, the, the business plan is all set up to show them how we're better, why we're worth the extra money that we should be charging. But, you know, I could never charge that much. Well, you haven't tried. I usually tell contractors, hey, I don't even need to look at your books. Raise your prices by 10%. See what happens. Hey, well, I did that. I sold just as much. Nobody, nobody, you know, didn't buy. And that's the idea is that you've got to get up there. You've got to, um, if you're following the process, you're asking the questions, you're solving their problems, and you're taking the time to do that. And you're showing them how you are the best, the expert, as we talk about focusing down on dominating your area um, and giving them what they're looking for. Mm. You're going to be making more money, but you've got to charge that price. You've got to charge enough money to be profitable so you can hire the best people so you can afford to do marketing so you've got good cash flow um, and you're able to take a step back and run a business that everybody in the company knows where you're going i love that i i have one kind of final question here for you first of all i want to just tell everybody this is going to be a good question so stick around for this but uh, i just want to tell everyone Dave uh, does business coaching. So check it out at the roofershow.com. He's got that one page business plan, but also you should work with him on business coaching. Um, there are a lot of expensive business coaches out there. Dave has found a niche where he's able to do this somewhat inexpensively. He does it because he enjoys it and because he wants to help roofers like you succeed. Uh, my last <laughs> bonus. <laughs> I was going to say, don't, don't do as, you know, do as I say, not as I do, right? Yeah, yeah, Charge yeah. more money, be well, the most expensive this, guy. You like this. So this is, you're having fun and you, you're not trying to like work your butt off. You, you're retired technically, right? I do. I work a few hours, you know, three or four hours in the morning and I love talking to contractors. I did this forever. Um, I always had a business coach for the last, oh, 
20 years of my business and it made all the difference in the world. You don't need to do it alone, whether it's me or one of the other, um, you know, dozen great coaches that are out there, different programs, get help. You know, you don't, you don't have to do this alone. (laughs) Dave, I'd like to officially, uh, if you could send me over an agreement, I know I'm not a roofer, but I'd love to work with you. Um, If you could, if whatever the next step is on that, I'd like to work with you. So if, if I could be a student of yours or whatever, I'd like to do that. It would be my pleasure. It's, it's very simple. We just do what we're doing here. We get on zoom, we talk, we look at what you, what help you need and we just take it step by step. (laughs) I love it. So this last question, and this is kind of like, I think probably something you deal with a lot. This is out of the blue. I didn't tell him to prepare for this, but what I see is one of the biggest problems with roofers um, this isn't a mistake. It's just a problem um, is mindset. People get in a negative mindset or they get frantic. Like you were kind of talking about there. How do you, is there anything you can do as a business coach to help them kind of get out of that franticness um, and that um, negativity that sometimes comes into our business and infects us? You, you got to get your mind right. And, you know, you probably know Tom Reber from the uh, contractor fight. Yes. He's really big on this. And, and it's true is that whether it's your pricing, oh, I could never charge that much. Or they have that self-doubt. Um, if you're going to run a business, you've got to have your mind right. And you've got to have that, that confidence. Um, and that comes from really having a business that's in control. You understand what your costs are. You know what you need to charge. You're confident in running your business. And those are the parts that come from it. But yeah, there's, you know, I could never charge that much or, you know, my guys are garbage. I don't have the, I don't have the right kind of people, you know, this and that. And there's just all this negative Mm. uh, negativity in there. And, you know, one thing I say is, you know, a lot of contractors should not be running their own business. Yeah. You know, you've got to have the right yeah. mindset yeah. to run a business. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I tell con, I tell them, hey, you know, I don't know if you're cut out for this because mm-hmm. it takes a certain type of person. There's nothing wrong you, with being a good number two. There's nothing totally. wrong with working for a, another and getting a decent salary and yeah. getting to go home and turn it yeah. off. Exactly. You know, you can go work for another company, another business and make a great living. And just as you say, you go home, you're not working 20 hours a day. You know, you don't have that stress of how am I going to make payroll this week? Uh, What are we doing? You know, it's, it's, it's not for everybody. So I think that's, you know, understanding really, if this is what you want to do, and then get in your mind right and be positive and go out and do it and stay in control. Yeah. Even if you got to accept a little bit of, um, I mean, kind of contradictory, but you got to accept a little bit less profit to go take a week vacation occasionally to, to cleanse the, the brain. You got to do it. Um, Real quick. This is the, this, this is, um, really one of the cornerstones of my coaching is it's called the two week vacation. Mm. And let's say you want a two week trip to Maui, all expenses paid. 
the kick is you got to be able to leave next week. Well, most contractors couldn't do it. They'd say, I can't leave. My business would fall apart. Yeah. Well, then you don't have a business. You've got a job and you have to build that business out so it does not rely on you because otherwise there's no value. If you go to sell this business and you've got to be there all the time, otherwise the company doesn't run, there's no value in that. And we start off day one building a business to sell because this is how you do it by having those processes, by having the key players that understand what their job is and how you're going to hold them accountable, what a good job looks like, and you build out your team, build out your business so you can take a step back. I always said in my business, you know, I, I'm going to hire the best. I'm going to train them. I'm going to hold them accountable and I'm going to get the hell out of the way and let them do their job. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, um, once again, uh, if you want to give a little sign off, anything you want people to go do, and then I'll, and then I'll sign off as well. Focus on profitability, <laughs> not the top line. That's what I've got to say. Charge more money for your work. <laughs> Learn to sell properly where you can go out and show your differentiator how why you're better than your competition and why you're worth the extra money love it the roofershow.com and then um, the show is put on by hookagency.com hook agency all over social thank you guys so much for watching and listening and i hope this has been useful to you guys thank you thank thanks tim thank you bye